Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 12. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing well, Connor. How are you? I'm doing great. Busy weekend. Yeah, I hear you there. Too busy. <laughs> I had to rest yesterday afternoon. So did I, actually. I got some great news for you. I finally put a lot of work into our other website, Dueling Dialogue, no S on the end, .com. And we've got our political aggregator up and working, and it brings in over 20 network feeds and over 20 top political podcast feeds into the site and it refreshes every 30 minutes. So essentially every 30 minutes you get over 800 news sources coming in and uh, it's the latest in news and breaking news and political news. So that is up and running. Plus, we've been talking about a, a lot of media in the past and how do you know where your media lies, left or right? So we did do some talking about media uh, bias, factcheck.com and also snopes.com. So some of those links are there in the sidebar on duelingdialogue.com. Perfect. That is exciting news. Hip, hip, hooray. Yes. It, it saves a lot of time. You bet. All your news in one spot. And we're going to continue to do some work on the site as, as time goes on. But this site is fully functioning now and it's faster than it's ever been. So I had a lot of good luck this weekend uh, and I just kept at it. Did the marathon. So now I'm tired and I'm not feeling very prepared today. That's okay. It's exciting to be to be in the beginnings of a conglomeration. We now have a sister site, Dueling Dialogue. I'm excited. I'm glad we have good news because today is a somber day. Today is the 16th anniversary of the terrorist attacks on the United States. But you know, today I'm personally proud of the United States for not remaining a victim. As individuals and as a nation, we will never forget those who lost their lives and their loved ones who will eternally grieve the loss. We are part of a generation who will forever awake on September 11th with a pang in our chest for those we lost and the innocence we left behind on that dreadful day. Our hearts and prayers go out to everybody affected by that. That was probably the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Me too. Me too. And it does. It hurts a little bit every year. I mean, every day, but certainly every year. And I've been lucky enough to 
go to the memorial every year for about the past five years. And I can tell you that that's one of the most powerful places I've ever been to. Right. And when I just head down the street to downtown here, uh, one of the fire halls has got a big chunk of iron from the towers sitting on really? it. Yeah, it's a it's a, like a memorial statue right across from the police station. A tribute to their brothers? Yes. Well, they a lot the of them went and brothers? helped. Yeah, a lot of them went and helped at the time. Yeah. Helped in wow. the cleanup. So they brought back the big eye one of the big twisted eye beams. And oh my gosh, uh, that's very touching. Yeah, very there's a traffic light right there, so sometimes you get stopped at the light and it makes you remember. It's a good spot for it. Remembering's good. When we remember, we don't repeat. Right. Now, we have a little bit of breaking news. Okay. Um, the first one is pretty somber, too, and it sets the tone for most of our show today. Hours after the announcement of his departure from Fox News, amidst a scandal, Eric Bowling's son, Eric Chase Bowling, was found dead. Oh, my. Yeah. It's just heart-wrenching. And so today we're going to discuss the impact this media war is having, not only on family members of the opponents, but in general on news and politics. Apparently not wanting to again be outdone by a hurricane, Kim Jong-un saves his intended missile launch. I mentioned that because... Today, we assumed we would be talking about nukes again because he had put a missile into place last week to and warned he would be firing it off over the weekend. But I think the hurricanes um, are just too much part of the news for him to compete with. Um, and, of course, Hurricane Irma is still mean and... Although the stock market is airing a sigh of relief that her punch wasn't worse, it's too soon to know. The stock market is up, last I checked, 263 points. So it was definitely deciding that Irma could have been much worse. Thank God it wasn't. That's right. And as for the editorial today, the headlines should read, Liberal Media Declares War on Conservative Opponents. We've discussed this before. I'd like to define sensationalism and journalism. Okay. Before I start with the editorial, it is the use of words that excite or shock. We all use it, especially in opinion. The intention is to gain public interest. Right. In an ex consistent newsworthy story hopefully opinion is saturated and colorful rhetoric now when we're talking about yellow journalism it kind of ups the ante it is a sensationalism but with a crude exaggeration now digging up dirt to destroy a person based on politics, becomes a form of defamation, resulting in libel or slander. Where 
sensationalism stops and yellow journalism begins and yellow journalism stops and defamation begins is basically our topic for the day. Okay. Uh, Our topic is an entire gray area. Entirely gray and entirely opinion. Oh, well, I had a big bowl of Canadian opinion this morning. Coincidence. (laughs) Did you? Yes. I topped it off with a donut. Just oh, my goodness. Because I thought we were talking about Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I don't know. I think he likes donuts. but I, I have a feeling he does. And there, there is a report he's, he's taken a liking to soccer. Oh. But that's another topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got that's, sidetracked. That's Okay. Libel media declares war on conservative opponents. We know it. We've been told a thousand times. There are no new problems. Nothing happens that hasn't happened before. So why aren't we better at preventing devastating outcomes, especially of innocence? Years ago, people in the public eye took measures to protect their respective families from the possibilities of public humiliation and embarrassment. Today, in the era of the internet, it is difficult since everyone can find out anything about anyone, and they do. This fact has inadvertently kept public people from trying. Perhaps they have even come to embrace the transparency. It would be hard to argue when things are good that it's not refreshing. The public likes knowing about the people, albeit virtual, that come into their lives. We have televisions with people on the screens that are bigger than us. Perhaps it wasn't actually social media that even first opened that door. Maybe it was Kathy Lee Gifford and her tireless stories about her child, her children, Cody and Cassidy. These children, through their mother, became icons, even for people that didn't watch Regis and Kathy Lee. Now it is important to note, Kathy Lee told her audience stories she wanted to share. Not recently, but for a while, even Kathy Lee reportedly regretted sharing the identity of her children with the world. But enough about Kathy Lee. We live in an age where information rests a mere few characters away. Google provides anyone with enough information to dig deeper into anyone's life. Let's face it, if you don't get dirt on Google, you can get a map to the dirt. And very few people have lived a perfect life with perfect relatives and perfect friends. In recent years, this roadmap has been used to make contact with people that have crossed paths with someone you might want to destroy. A tactic utilized by the mob, perfected in recent years by the internet and the media. Once labeled sensationalism for smut periodicals that didn't own an ounce of credibility, not because what they printed wasn't true, but because society was better than that. Today, this vulgar practice has found a new place among 
the liberal arm of the mainstream media. Publications that once raged against this cheap form of defamation now openly lower themselves to print and air stories designed to do nothing else but remove competition. What is defamation? It is a statement that damages the reputation of another. Written, it is liable. Spoken, it's slander. It is important to know that defamation is not a law. Instead, it is a civil violation. Part of the area of law we refer to as tort. In other words, if someone defames you, you must sue them in a civil court. No matter how horribly they damage you or your family, law enforcement or prosecutors are not going to show up to protect you. In the United States of America, this, of course, is a shadowy part of the freedom of speech. Ironically, in the months since the election of President Donald J. Trump, it has become a lethal weapon used against the right by the liberal media. Connor and I have discussed this issue in several articles and at least one other podcast on the rightleftchronicles.com. Still, never did we imagine this, albeit destructive abuse, would end in the death of an innocent. Previously, we have discussed Bill O'Reilly, Roger Ailes, Charles Bain, and Sean Hannity, all of the Fox News, all attacked by mainstream media. Today, are we, today we are discussing Eric Bowling of Fox News Channel and Fox Business Channel. On August 5th, 2017, and updated on August 7th, an article by freelancer Yashar Ali was posted on HuffPost, formerly the Huffington Post. The article online is really a rewrite instead of an update. Nevertheless, the original allegation by Mr. Ali was that Eric Bowling, formerly the moderator in the center seat on the wildly popular The Five, and recent star, the Fox News specialist and the long-running financial program Cashin' In, had some years ago sent a picture to several female colleagues, a text or photo of male genitalia. None of the women came forward. None were directly quoted in Mr. Ali's article. Hours after the article's release, Eric was suspended by Fox News pending further legal investigation. A couple of hours after Fox revealed his suspension, a former psychologist, Fox contributor, came forward with a complaint that Eric Bowling had, on occasion, asked her to dinner and had called her Dr. McCarty. Reportedly, none of these women went to Human Resources to air their complaints. Instead, they waited to tell their story years later to a far-left liberal campaign worker and sometimes freelancer. Seemingly when the latter advances the previous, Eric Bowling, former baseball player and oil trader, fit the left's despised profile. White, 
middle-aged, conservative, successful, even independent of his cable news job. And last, but certainly not least, he had influence with President Trump. He is a staunch supporter of the president's, just like all the rest. Word has it that the conservative media is responsible for Trump's November win. And in order to prevent such a fiasco, conservative voices with influence must be dethroned. Now, as with most of the issues, the scoundrel is unmasked through repetition and detail. For respective reasons, Fox News, successful primetime lineup, had to be revamped as three of the network's more popular talent, arguably, Bill O'Reilly, Megyn Kelly, and Greta Van Susteren all left the network based on their individual situations, but all as a result of the election induced media war. As part of the new lineup, the successful 5 p.m. Eastern Zone show, The Five, moved to Megyn Kelly's old slot at 9 p.m. Eric Bowling stayed in the 5 o'clock hour with the new Fox News specialist. Some months later, The Five had better ratings when they were actually on at 5. And the Fox News specialist, especially without Eric Bowling, was a ratings failure. So in an attempt to rethink the primetime prime time composition, Fox began talking to Laura Ingram, the most successful female in radio or broadcast history. As a longtime Fox News contributor, the suits know she has the affection of the majority, majority of their audience. They could put her in Megyn Kelly's old 9 p.m. time move, the five back to five, and Laura Ingram, a powerful conservative woman, would take on liberal progressive Rachel Maddow of MSNBC, and the two women could fight for ratings dominance the old-fashioned way. Well, days, maybe even hours after the idea became public, Laura and those associated with her also became part of a smut campaign. Some of the headlines read, Laura Ingram, right-wing radio's high priestess of hate. That was the Huffington Post. Laura Ingram has deep ties to an anti-feminist group that poo-poos claims of sexual harassment. The slate. Wow. The CEO of Laura Ingram's Life Act won't stop talking about his employees' boobs and butts. This was actually a conservative blog, The Daily Beast. Finally, Laura Ingram torches Krauthammer after he attacks Trump's condemnation of alternate left violence. That's Holy by Gateway. Clickbait. It just keeps going on and on. Oddly, again, there are some right-wing organizations that started playing along. Nevertheless, it may have started as a plan to take down white male-dominated conservative Trump-supporting media. But Pandora's box is wide open, and Laura Ingram is every bit as powerful. 
Fast forward to Friday. As reported, Eric Bowling knew his son was being the victim of bullying as a result of his dad's suspension at Fox. His only son was a student at the University of Colorado. After filing suit against the original author, Riyashar Ali, for defamation, Eric decided to negotiate a deal with Fox that, according to Fox, was amicable. This came from Fox without reference to blame or conclusion, and, in fact, was presented with the news of the cancellation of the show, The Fox News Specialist. Still, as we all know too well, if there is a negative implication, someone will draw a conclusion. Unfortunately, political and campus discourse has breeded and unleashed a fierce form of politically accepted bullying that is quite dangerous. About two hours after his dad's negotiated exit from Fox News was made public, 19-year-old Eric Chase Bowling was found dead in bed at his apartment near campus in Boulder, Colorado. It is believed to be an unintentional or intentional drug overdose. Reports claim he was devastated with embarrassment and harassment in the wake of his dad's situation. Today, I think we must ask, without giving up freedom of speech, how do we curtail this kind of politically charged, weaponized rhetoric from destroying conservative media, and even worse, innocent family members. A civil court will decide whether Yashar solicited smut to print for political purposes that are deflammatory. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is so terribly sad. Now, if Eric did something inappropriate, first of all, there's a protocol in a workplace when something bad happens, you know, or something, but he does something wrong, go to human resources. If your company's too small for human resources, go to the general manager, go to the owner. Don't wait for years. Right. And go and tell the story to someone that is going to use it to publicly defame another human being, especially for political purposes. Absolutely. There's so much wrong with that. The article suggests that these women were traumatized. Right. So First they did all, nothing there, for years? No complaint that, yeah, so they were traumatized and they did nothing for years. Now, traumatized, when someone's traumatized, they have to be a lasting shock. It has to be emotionally disturbing or physical injury. Now, For many things to be traumatizing, and this is my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, there needs to be a repetition to it. For example, there is no report that Eric ever did this again. And the first reports were suggested, it was kind of like when people used to pass around those dirty jokes on a piece of paper, and sometimes they would have an ink drawing to somebody's private parts. Now, I have noticed there is rumblings that it might have been his own genitalia. That certainly wasn't the original, and that certainly would make it grosser, sicker. 
I mean, weirder. I mean, all those er words. Sending a dick pic is never correct, guys. Get it in your head. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not sure for an adult woman if how traumatizing that would be. But you know what? I, it's not my place to say that. Nevertheless, waiting until it's politically opportunistic is a bad idea. Now, if Yashar wants to come back and say, I did it for the women, which is nine times out of ten, what all these people say, then why didn't he contact HR at Fox instead of going public? Right. Because when you make something public, you have to decide, is it worth the damage it's going to do? I mean, we all decide that in our, in our lives. When we somebody does us wrong or we know something wrong someone's done, how far we take the issue often depends upon that cause and effect. You may be angry with your brother because he did something horrible, but you are not going to reprimand him at the cost of his children's respect, unless it's really bad. I mean, you have to make those decisions all the time in your life. In journalism, people have to make those decisions. And in this case, it just, it, it's just horrible. And by itself, without these other incidents with Lauren Ingram, Bill O'Reilly, um, they've tried to do the same thing with Sean Hannity, Charles Payne, um, Roger Ailes kind of was a different type situation. He was directly accused by an employee. But the others have been an attack on these media figures. It's like, let's go find something and take them down. And it, it, this just shocks me that it, it continues to go on. It like, does. And on and on. Like, we're not learning from mistakes have passed now i'm going to bring up another side of this coin what do we do and what do people do that are in the public eye that they can possibly protect their children and their loved ones because they are in the public eye they know their targets and that's a choice they're making years ago people more often than not used stage names you know in the case of eric and his son, they both went by the name of, apparently, Eric Bowling. That maybe wasn't a great idea. Certainly he's not, he would not want to project guilt because I doubt if he could have ever seen this coming. But is it a good idea to, to, to name, at least if the kid went by a different name, you know? Or middle name. Yeah, exactly. A middle name. I don't mean, oh, gosh, we're going to call you something else. <laughs> totally different. You know, is that, yeah. you know, with women, it's pretty easy because they usually use their maiden name. Their kids are their married name. And there's a little bit more anonymity there. But what about men and what about naming kids, you know, after the father, for example? Does it automatically make these kids a public figure? 
Pretty much so. I mean, uh, he couldn't he couldn't hide the fact that he was, you know, Eric's son. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. And, and maybe they had already exploited that before. I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I do know that it's interesting how we treat our children and social media. We put pictures of our kids online and sometimes, I don't know, maybe they're babies and they're swimming in the nude or something. I don't know. But some things could be considered later on embarrassing. And in France, they have decided to address this issue. In France, parents are discouraged from posting their children on social media. The government warns children as adults can sue their parents for embarrassment. In other words, defamation. And they will likely win. Wow. You say, well, but let me tell you, it would not surprise me if this doesn't come up in the United States. I'd like and to know are. how many kids have sued their parents for posting pics on social media. Is there stats? I don't know. This caught my attention some time ago. And I thought of it as I was writing this editorial and decided to look at least you know, that up again, because I know that several children, adult children, have sued their parents for money for college and won because judges and courts have decided that it is a parent's responsibility to pay for a child to go to college if they can afford it. There have been kids that have sued for multiple other things. And one. So, and because when you go to a court of law in the United States, you must show some sorts of financial loss in a case, in a tort case, to win. If they say, well, you know, you put a picture on me online and I looked like I was stupid even though you thought I looked cute. And because employers look at social media and Facebook, I didn't get the stop. Wham, you've got the recipe. Thankfully, there was no social media when I was a kid because I got away with everything. <laughs> but your parents were posting it on the public square. They're still not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness, right? Right. But, uh, I mean, people have to start thinking more. Not thinking with the big head, not the little one like Anthony Weiner. He's the one that seemed to start this all off. And you know what, guys? Keep it in your pants. That's true. That's very true. But it, it still doesn't justify the consequence that happened here. Um, no, it doesn't. Son. It doesn't, and um, I, I think that this war between liberal media and particularly Fox News, there have been a couple of others that have been victims, but it's it has got to cease. And I don't know how you step in because, again, I think it's very important to note that defamation is 
not a law. It is a civil situation, which means you pay your attorney to sue that person for money, and there is not going to be a system that's going to step in and help you. Now, the interesting thing is that many of these accusations and situations would not happen to a guy that didn't have money because there would be no reason to do it. That's an interesting perspective. I hadn't even crossed well, my mind. Say, you know, if if average Joe passes a dirty joke around at work, he's just going to get reprimanded. I mean, he probably isn't even going to lose his job. Probably the women aren't even going to bother to say anything. What are they going to get? And I know I'll take a lot of heat for that saying, I'm an anti-feminist. I'm not an anti-feminist. I'm a realist. And that is 100% right. I'm just telling the truth. I mean, why would I waste my money to sue somebody that doesn't have a nickel? I mean, tort really is only reasonable for those that have some sort of money. And when I say some sort of, it's got to probably be a little bit better than middle class. Or the attorney's not even going to take the case because he didn't have a chance in hell of making any money. So, you you know, it, it, there's, there's a certain group here that we're talking about. Oh, but definitely. Still, we're not talking about middle class. Fair. We're not talking about middle class or lower class here. No, we're not. We're also, though, talking about this permissive bullying you know, it's it's like really bad if I bully you because you have a disability. Everybody agrees about that, okay? And they should agree. But this political, your dad is a jerk bullying that is rooted in politics is okay. And it's dirty, it's nasty, it is causing physical destruction to places and buildings, and people, it has gotten out of hand since the 2016 presidential election. Oh, absolutely. It just keeps escalating, it seems, too. It does. And now there is a kid. Now, you you can argue that, oh, well, he must have had the problems. I I don't argue that. You know, something else might have caused it. Well, you know, but something else didn't. This seems to be the straw that broke the camel's back. So we really don't get a second chance to see if something else would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. So for the people online that say that there are trolls out there that do not understand suicide, I think that those people don't understand bullying and what it's like to be a young adult. It's not a simple answer right it's a very complex problem and then you've got to talk about the media outlets you know new york times huff post and others how do they allow this i mean you know josh shar is a freelancer so he didn't even work for the huffington post or excuse me the huff post he probably didn't even get paid probably You know what? You're exactly right. I hadn't even thought of that, but you are absolutely right. He just wanted a viral article. 
and and he got it. He got it, and he he also they knew that Fox News will just react and jump on any little indication that somebody looked at somebody the wrong way right now over at Fox News Channel. Yeah, they're pretty you know, twitchy. That was over obvious. There. They're very twitchy, you know, and they're not in charge anymore. I mean, do they not see that they're not in charge? I mean, are you kidding me? Right. We've questioned that before. Some of the decisions that Fox is making and essentially bowing into left media. Exactly. And we just keep gaining more and more examples of it. We do. Well, we agree on that one. We do. We don't always agree, but life's a journey. And we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. And Godspeed to all our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace. And thanks for listening, everybody. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.